Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Asking for revelation and we're asking for impacts that will bring transformation to our lives. We say, God, be glorified and be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so what we're going to start with today is what I call the root of bitterness. The root of bitterness. We're going to be reading our text from Hebrews 12, verse 15. Actually, we're going to be using two texts in this message. And like I'm trying to say, messages are not just delivered. Messages are sent for a purpose. And if you pay good attention to those words or the messages are going to be coming forth, they can bring you out of a circle wherein you are in bond so that you can be set free. It has to do with the light of God enlightening you by reason of that message to send you free from such captivity that situations may have kept you in. Scripture says he sent for this word and the world delivered them. It is the word that delivers and it has to be the word that you receive, the word that you appreciate, the word that you take to heart. That's what delivers. Praise God. So Hebrews 12 verse 15, um, it says... Hebrews 12, 15. Is that what it said? Hallelujah. Okay. Which translation are you using? Okay, that's right. Look in the language, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defied. Root of bitterness trouble you, and there you'll be defied. But I'll make you see something there. But if you look at it closely, it says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail or fall off or fail of the grace of God. That means the root of bitterness will make you to lose the grace of God. I think I need to say that before we start off fully. The major implication of the root of bitterness is that you lose God's grace. You're praying for God's grace, God's favor, God's love. But if you have a bitterness in your heart against anybody, you lose the grace of God. And that is how bad it is. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 20. Romans 12, 20. Therefore, if any of thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And that looks very interesting. In the course of the teaching, I'm going to be able to explain what this means to you. 
This is not saying punish your enemy. It's saying give to your enemy. And what, what you're actually trying to say is when you hit coal of fire, it is like you're making provision for the person not only to survive, but that the tension and the anger in his heart are melted down. Just like you find the fire, if you want to get pure gold, you use the fire to melt it. You want to get pure silver, use fire to melt it. So we give fire to your enemy. You are just exercising goodness to your enemy. It melts the hatred in the heart of your enemy. So it's not talking about judgmental fire. But it's talking about what softens the pains or the tension in the heart of the person that seems to be angry with you. We explain that for them as we move on. Amen? And so when you get down to verse 21, it says, be not overcome evil. Now you see the meaning here. Be not overcome evil with what? But overcome evil with what? With good. Be not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. So that's the meaning. So that's what you find in verse 20 being relatively explained in verse 21. But we're going to deal with all of that. But I'm saying these are the two major tests that we're going to be dealing with in the course of this study on that which we call the bitterness or the root of bitterness. Now the word bitterness in the Greek actually means acridity, especially poison. It means poison. It means bitterness. It's poisonous. Bitterness is poisonous. Now as we progress, we'll be able to see how dangerous it is for you to ever have bitterness in your heart against anybody. It's poisonous. Because on the, on the most part, it is not even the person you are having the bitterness again that suffers. It is you that suffers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just move on very quickly. I got a few scriptures to read here, but let me read Deuteronomy 29, verse 16. Deuteronomy 29, verse 16. For you know how we have dealt in the land of Egypt or dwelt in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the nations which you passed by. And you have seen the abominations and the idols, wood and silver, stone and gold, which were among them, lest there be, I mean, lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe, whose heart turned away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. Wormwood is a bitter herb. Is that okay? And so one of the things that the Lord is saying here is when your heart is turned away from the Lord, you end up serving other entities, if you will, which is idolatry. And so you develop bitterness in your heart. In other words, idolatry produces bitterness in your spirit. Anything that is of God. That's why the Hebrew text is about the grace of God. You lose the grace of God, you fall into the realm of idolatry. Because God is no longer functioning there. 
And so what's the next thing that happened? You begin to live in bitterness in your spirit. And so God is warning us we mustn't do that. The God of bitterness, you know, actually it's a Hebraism or it's a Hebrew idiomatic expression um, that speaks of bitterness, guile, wormwood, and such like. People used to spread dreadful effect of sin in the soul. Praise the Lord. Amen? All right. So, let me now go very quickly and and, 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 and make you see exactly. Go with me to the book of that same Hebrews and let's look at it from the Amplified Translation. Hebrews 12, 15. Let there should be among you men. Hebrews 12:15. Hebrews 12:15. That's what we're dealing with. Praise God. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back from and fails. To secure God's grace. And I want you to look at that. Falling back and failing to secure God's grace. Now, if you look at what we're looking at here, it's dealing with your neighbor. Look at it again. Exercise foresight and be on the watch. Look after one another. So you're failing to look after one another. It is the root cause of bitterness that makes you to fail from looking after one another. And in so doing, you fall from grace. Are you with me? Look at it again. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor, and spiritual blessing in order that no root of resentment Franchise, bitterness, or hatred should forth and cause trouble and bitter torment, and the men will become contaminated and defiled by it. Now, I want you to see the root of bitterness. You see the things that goes with it: rancor, bitterness, hatred. They all work together. For when you begin to be bitter about somebody, finally you get into quarreling, finally you get into hatred. They all work together. And the Lord is saying, when this thing begins to work in your heart, you fall short of what? Securing his grace, which was his favor. Are you seeing that there? Praise the Lord. He is a merited favor and spiritual blessings. You fall short of them because of your relationship with your neighbor. Your heart posture towards your neighbor makes you fall short of the unmerited favor of God. On Friday, we were praying about the favor of God. But these are the things that stops those prayers from being answered. The bitterness in your heart towards your neighbor. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we find that the enemy of our soul has a very specific strategy to destroy relationship. Very strategic way to destroy relationship. That is the enemy that we have in our soul. 
If the enemy wants to get you off from the blessings of God, he brings rancor, quarreling, hatred, bitterness between you and somebody else. So that you can fall short of the blessings that God has for you. That is why I say watch out for this spirit. By implication, as I'm going to go on. It could be business relationship. It could be marriage relationship. It could be friendship. It could be just church membership. Whatever relationship that that is, God is saying watch out for it. In other words, see to it that nothing comes between you and your neighbor. Nothing comes between you and your wife. Nothing comes between you and the member of the congregation. Are you following me? The reason is because if these things are not taken care of, if you don't watch out for it. Now I want you to see that. When you're watching out, you're watching out, have I developed a wrong spirit? Or is my sister offending to me right now? Have I come to the place where I don't feel? Because I'm going to make you see what happens when you begin to develop the root of bitterness. You won't want to see the person that you are bitter about. Hallelujah. When bitterness begins to come, conflict arises, judgments are made about the person. You're trying to say, oh, this is who the person is. This is who my wife is. This is who my husband is. All these are conjectures in your spirit when bitterness begins to arise. Feelings are hot. So what happens next? The final point of whether the enemy gains a foothold in your life are you able to shake it off by your designment? As to know, well, this thing that is coming to me is not correct. This spirit, I'm beginning to develop it, but my brother is not accurate. This feeling I'm beginning to have about my wife is not the right spirit. This thought I'm having about my child is not the right thoughts. When this thing begins to come and you are designing them, you'll be able to overcome them. And that you maintain the grace of God. Hallelujah. Maintain God's continuous flow of his blessings and favor towards you. Why? Because you're able to design that you can't harbor the root of bitterness in your heart against anybody. And I mean anybody. Hallelujah. Are we still here? So when the root of bitterness allowed to be planted and grow... It not only affects that person, but it also affects all others who are involved. And this is crucial for you to understand. Root of bitterness like cancer, it spreads. If care is not taken, watch this. You are in bitterness with your brother and the fellowship. It's affecting him, it's affecting you. But if care is not taken, it moves to somebody else. You know how I got to move to somebody else? Because you are going to be telling the person how this person has hurt you. So you spread that root of bitterness. And what's the next thing? The third person picks it up and begins to hate Mr. A. In his or her thoughts. That one we may go, maybe it's a woman, I want to, once in a while I talk to the husband and say, look at what Mr. A did to Mr. B. And so the whole thing begins to spread. Now what's happening? You are not spreading God's grace. You are shorting God's grace in the life of everybody. All because of the root of bitterness in your heart. 
So it's a dangerous thing that you must as much as possible avoid. That's why the scripture says, watch out for it. Design it if it's coming. Hallelujah. You got to break Satan's stronghold in this regard. It's required at least for you to press into the grace of God, like we are reading there. And the pressing into the grace of God is to design that this thought in my heart towards my sister is not correct. No matter what happened. It's all the more reason why Jesus will tell you that if you realize that somebody offends you, it's the person that offended you, say, you go and make amend. It was not stupid to make that recommendation. I will share that next week properly. Is that okay? It's your brother that offended you. You expect him to come and say sorry. But instead of you waiting for him to say sorry, you go. You know why? Because you will end up developing the root of bitterness in your heart against the brother who offended you. And in so do you are shutting down the grace of God upon your life. So who loses? Are you following me? He said, the word of God is so, so united, so accurate, that wherever you look at it from, it will give you a guideline to life. So Jesus wasn't joking when he said, if you know your brother offend you, go and make amend. He knew that if you don't do that, because he said, watch out for one another. So now your brother has offended you. You are already getting grieved in your spirit. To overcome the spirit of bitterness was the next thing for you to do. Go and approach your brother and say, oh, Brother, look, this thing you did to me, it touched my spirit. He may probably not even understand that he did a thing like that to you. Is that okay? And then you resolve it right there. You free yourself from the deception of Satan in trying to hold your brother captive in your spirit with the spirit of bitterness. And once that is done, you lose yourself from the stronghold of the enemy. But if you don't do that, the enemy take advantage and your thoughts begin to run wild. That's why the scripture says, don't let your son go down on your anger. Don't let the son go down on your anger. And the only way you don't allow it, you probably forgive, it is difficult to forgive, you just go and talk with the person. Hallelujah. Now, this can happen when both parties want to take their stand as to who is right. That is why it's not always very accurate. When husband and wife, you're having argument and all that, you want to prove who is right and who is wrong. You don't need that. You don't need that. Hallelujah. Once the matter is stable, you don't need to prove who is wrong or who is right. Resolve it. Sometimes it's even, okay, fine. Accept that you are fault. As long as that can resolve the issue. Is that okay? Somebody say, if I do that always, my wife or my husband will take advantage of me. Well, the thing is that it will be foolish for your husband or your wife to take advantage of your simplicity in saying, it's okay. Except that individual don't even understand what I'm saying now. Hallelujah. We got to withdraw our footsteps 
once we discover the spirit of what? Bitterness. As much as possible. So, it is only in obedience to God's word and his grace to cover us that we also cover the wrongs of those who have wronged us. I will explain this deeply next week. It is by grace that you came to the Lord. He covered your sins. I don't know if I get in that. Good. His great overshadow your sin and he reconciled with you. So if you want to continue to enjoy the grace of God, you're going to minister grace to those who do what? Who hurt you. It's similar like saying, pray for those who hurt you. And not just that. Forgive us our sins as forgive those that do what? The sin against us. That is how you maintain the grace of God upon your life. The grace you have received, God expects you to extend it to other people. Hallelujah. Let me look at some facts about this issue. And we need you to write them down for those of you who are going to be writing. I'm going to give you some facts. I'm going to give you some specific signs that will make you know you have spiritual bitterness in your heart. Specific signs. But the fact is this. Bitterness saps your joy. I want you to first get that. Bitterness saps your joy. It can steal away the goodness from your life. It hurts you far more than the person who originally hurt you. Bitterness destroys your joy. It subsides. It takes it away gradually. You, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so when God is always telling you to forgive, it's not joking. Because bitterness saps your own joy. Not the joy of the person you hate. It saps your joy. In fact, it destroys your well-being more than the person that hurt you. These are the major facts. Bitterness can cause you sleeplessness. It can make you become weak, fatigued, tired. You may not know the reason why you're suffering some of those things. They are the root cause of bitterness. Bitterness is directly connected to sleeplessness, fatigue, for men, loss of libido. You can suffer from all of these things because of the spiritual bitterness in your heart. But the one that for me is most important is your joy that you miss. And every day your joy be draining. <laughs> your joy be draining because you are bitter against somebody. And the most unfortunate thing is the person not even know you are bitter in your heart against that individual. Your joy will be shutting down. Why? Because you're losing the grace of God. You're not flowing the favor of God anymore. 
The blessings of God coming from Christ is getting shorter and shorter every day because you are bitter in your spirit against somebody. So no matter the level of offense that somebody must have had against you, you can't afford to be bitter in your spirit for so long. You must resolve it. Hallelujah. This bitterness that you don't check which finally turns to hatred like read from the Abba translation can directly affect your bones. Largely, that's what it could lead to the cancer of the bones. Hatred can lead to cancer of the bones. Hallelujah. And that can affect your marrows. And when that happens, your life is shutting down because your life blood is formed in your marrow. That is why we've got to be very careful and pay close attention to this particular subject that we are dealing with now. If you want your joy to be 100% aflame, watch. That's what the scriptures say. Look for one another. Watch for one another. Be careful in your heart to think it out. Who do I have bitterness against in my spirit? That's how you watch out. You see, Bible says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is that okay? Yeah, what we are saying is, I remember Ephesians 2 tells us that you are saved by grace, not by works. So now when bitterness begin to walk in your heart, the scripture says you fall short of grace. So the benefit of your salvation is being shut down because of bitterness in your spirit. Just one little word. Praise the Lord. So, what are the major, major causes of bitterness? <laughs> what are the major causes of bitterness? Some are regrets. You're just regretting your past. You're just regretting maybe the relationship you're into. Regrets of what people have done to you. Just regrets. You can cause bitterness in your spirit. You may not know it. Hallelujah. The next thing that can cause bitterness in your spirit is embarrassment. Has somebody embarrassed you once? Have you felt embarrassed? Maybe because of the relationship or situation you are keeping? That can bring you bitterness to your spirit. Embarrassment. Praise God. The third thing I would like to say here is the word shame. Shame can cause bitterness in your spirit. Hallelujah. The next thing is the feeling of guilt. 
from a single mistake in life can haunt you for the years you're living if, if unchecked. This is what I said. The feeling of being guilty from one mistake you've made. Now you always think about that mistake. You always think about that mistake you made. It could be just one mistake in a lifetime. Oh, okay, you made a mistake, made a wrong husband. Oh, you made a mistake, you had a wrong relationship. Oh, you made a mistake, you dated somebody and then, oh, you made a mistake. Yeah. Fine. The issue has come and is gone. The mistake has been made. You can't continue to dwell on it. You fall into the spirit of bitterness. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you how you begin to react when you are bitter. So that you can understand the signs of bitterness. But first I'm showing you the causes, the reasons why you develop bitterness. So, negative thoughts that comes from the above fact that I just mentioned. The least of stress. Most certainly if you are not being positive about life. They always make you bitter. Anything that doesn't make you look positive about life will give you bitterness. And bitterness will always make you look negatively about life. You will never see anything good about life. Because you are bitter. That's why people will say, why is God treating me like this? Why is life treating me like this? They are bitter about life. They have stress-related issues. But it's coming from the spirit of what? Bitterness. Don't ever say, why, why would my parents, why did, this, why did I come from this kind of family? Resentment. Develop bitterness in your spirits. That the grace of God that you're supposed to receive to live the life you're supposed to live will begin to drain. You're falling short of God's grace. That is something I think you can afford to continue to do in all your lifetime. Am I speaking to somebody? This is not a message for, for jiving. Eh? We're just admonishing ourselves. And this, I won't even call this motivational message. Eh? Whatever name you want to give this is fine. But I find the need to let you see this. Because when I was praying, meditating, and some calls that came to me, and I began to see how that a lot of Christians are going short of the grace of God because of the spirit of bitterness. It can happen between husband and wife. It can happen between mother and daughter. I mean, it's just there. But the consequences are so bad. That you be falling short of the grace of God. You're praying for God's grace, but you're losing it just with one spirit operating in your heart. Hallelujah. So, remaining few minutes, I'm going to look at the signs of bitterness. How do you know you are already falling victim to the spirit of bitterness? What are the signs? Because remember, give us Hebrew 12 again, 15. 
Hebrews 12, 15. No, give us from, okay, take from message translation. Let me see how I read there. Hebrews 12, 15. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeks of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Can ruin the whole garden in no time. Did you see that? So this will ruin the whole of your life in no time. You may not even know it. <laughs> Praise God. So what are the signs of bitterness? Again, take it from um, King James. There is something I, I really want to look at there. Looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God. Go back to Amplified Translation. I need the A part. Amplified. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another. That is a key thing I want you to see. Look after one another. If that is not done, you end up falling short of what? The grace of God. So, signs of beatings. Are you ready? One. You keep talking to yourself. <laughs> you always soliloquize. You keep talking to yourself. When you start talking to yourself all the time about what somebody has done to you, it's a major sign that you have the spirit of bitterness where in your heart. You're walking in the streets. This, this, this thing, Agnes, this thing. Hmm. Well, only God knows. But well, only God knows. You're talking to yourself. Anywhere you are. Somebody say, oh, who are you talking to? Oh, nobody. Nobody. But something is in your heart. A major sign of what? Bitterness. Amen? Number two. You keep repeatedly play back the issues that led to your bitterness. You're always rewinding why you are bitter. So you go playing back the picture. You go playing back the story. You keep putting back the memories of that which resulted in your bitterness. Once you've not been able to clean out, this is what I'm telling you the signs. When you begin to see this, know that you have bitterness in your spirit. Somebody has caused you an embarrassment, yes, fine. But when you keep on playing back that picture regularly in your mind, in your thoughts, you just know that you have the spirit of bitterness where in your heart. Remember, I say, look out for. So, while you're looking out for one another, look out for the spirit that you are manifesting. So, I'm also going to say, look out for these signs in your life. Is that okay? You got to watch out for these signs in your life. What's the number two sign I said? You repeatedly play back the issues that led to what? Your bitterness. You're always 
playing the mark. Number three, the strong desire to speak or complain to someone what that individual have done to you is a major sign of bitterness. When people hurt you, you may have quarreled or whatever the case may be. But guess what? One week, two weeks, you now playing back. And not just that, you're looking for someone to talk to about what that individual did to you. Are you getting that? When you start having that desire, almost all the time, to look for somebody that can listen to you. What is he listening to you about now? He wants to listen to you about somebody who hurt you. So when you already be thinking of who to talk to about the person that hurt you, you're suffering from bitterness. Sometimes you can pick your phone. Hello? Hey, sister, how are you? Hey, are you free? <laughs> Praise God. I said, yeah, I just want to share something with you. I don't know if you are free. Can you give me some few minutes? I was busy before, but anyway, if you think you don't have time for me, okay, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. I just wanted to, it's not that I'm angry, oh, no, 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 no. Not that I'm angry, but I just wanted to let you know. You see what I'm saying now? Now, this thing must have happened maybe a week or two weeks beyond, but it's still there. Now you're looking for somebody to talk to. Why do you want this person to hear what you needed to say? You want justification. Are you following this? You want justification. You want the person you want to talk to now to approve the fact that, yes, the person really hurt you. So what does it matter? Even if you say, oh, what that person did was so bad. I can't imagine it. What has happened? You feel, oh, yes, at least somebody have heard you. And now the person has been able to know that Mr. A is a bad person. But they have not still taken the bitterness from your heart. So what's the next thing that happened? In the next one week, you're looking for another person to call because the bitterness is still there. Are you following what I'm saying now? Until you go to Mr. A to resolve it, you always be calling people to talk to. And so you're stressing the cancer of what? Of bitterness. Hallelujah. Number four. Directly connected is the strong desire for self-justification or why you are bitter and why you are not wrong. The strong desire for self-justification. This is why you're making those calls. You want the people to justify you that you were not wrong. It's the other man that was wrong. But like I said, even, even at that, even if you are justified, even if people say, oh, if a truth, you are right, is the other man that is wrong. Have that removed bitterness from your heart? Not at all. You see suffering from falling short of the grace of God. Even though man have justified you, that you are right. Are you with me? 
See, what we're dealing with is so delicate. We don't even know how dangerous the spirit is. Some of our sicknesses are directly connected to this spirit of bitterness. For if you don't forgive others, how do you expect God to forgive you your trespasses? Hallelujah. You remember the man that was manager in court? He went to somebody that owes some money. Pay me my money. First of all, he went to the manager. Okay, fine. I mean, to the owner of the property and say, okay, this time what I work you fine, forgive you as the case may be. And he went to somebody that was owing less than what he was owing the other man. Give me my money. He said, oh, come on. If you don't give me today, no, no, no. I'll put you in jail. You understand that? And the Lord turned around and said, I forgive you. You can forgive your neighbor. Therefore, put him in prison. So your spirit towards your fellow man who has wronged you, puts you in bondage unknown to you. Hallelujah. Number five. One of the signs that you are suffering from bitterness is constant analysis of who was wrong and why you must be right. Constant analysis on who was wrong and why you must be the one that is right. Anytime you always want to analyze that. Spirit of bitterness, major sign. When you always analyze who is wrong, who is wrong. You, you, you begin to go through the whole process of what happened. You're trying to find out who is wrong all the time. No matter what has happened, maybe a long time, you sit thinking about it. You sit playing back, you see analyzing. So now we say, was it me that was wrong in this matter? If I'm wrong, I'll go and apologize. But when we look at what happened, I'm not the one that is wrong. She's the one that is wrong. She's the one to say sorry. She can't even say sorry. But am I the one that is wrong? You keep on asking the same question over and over and over. Who is going to answer you? Nobody. Hallelujah. Number six. One of the major signs of bitterness in your heart against somebody is you can easily remember details of what he or she did to you even after a year. This thing happened a year's time, but you can still remember the details. So that even the opportunity comes and says, Do you remember? <laughs> and the person says, What do you mean by? I say, Do you remember last year, January on the 15th? You go the date at about 12 p.m. in the afternoon. You give the time. It doesn't that you have beaten the same house. You remember the day, the time, the moment. You, can, you start describing exactly, I mean, the position, how it happened. That's something that must happen a year or two back. But it's still fresh in your memory. You can still remember the whole details of what happened. All because you are still looking for justification. Even if 
the person may have said sorry to you, but because this is spirit, you don't want to let it go. And the person will say, but why are you still talking about what happened? Say, so that you don't repeat it. If I don't tell you now, you will repeat it. I mean, you will repeat it. So I want you not to repeat. That's what I'm telling you. And then when a similar thing happens, say, you don't know what tell you. And we say, what you do tell me? I told you this what you did last year. You've done it again now. Bitterness. You can't forget. It's a dangerous spirit. You, you, you don't remember scriptures. You don't remember messages. But you remember your hearts. That is how bad the heart of man is. That's why the book of Jeremiah said, the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things. So who can know the heart? If, if I ask you the message, you'll be, I mean, you'll be listening to this is This is November. From January, if I ask you to give me even three messages, topic, the title of three messages were preached. I'm not sure. I'm not sure all of us said we can't remember anyone. But you can remember when you, somebody hurt you. That's how devilish the spirit is. The good things about God, you don't remember them. But the evil that somebody did to you, no, you can't forget. If God were to mark evils, who would survive? Hallelujah. Number seven. One of the major signs of bitterness is that you can easily keep a list of the offenses or what was said even a year back, like I said before. You can keep the list. You can have a list of what has been done to you. Once you are bitter with somebody, Anything the person does, you mark it down. You are always counting them against him. You mark it down. Any any offense committed, you join up with the one committed before. So your list grows. The list of offenses continues to grow. Once you have that kind of list, either written or unwritten constitution. Just know that you have the spirit of what? Bitterness. Hallelujah. The quickest way to be delivered from the spirit of bitterness is forgiveness. Extending grace to those who hurt you. Praise God. Because, you see, if you have to go by way of deliverance and you are delivered because you were hurt or you have a bitter spirit against Mr. B, that is not going to end the fact that Mr. C may not hurt you tomorrow. Is that okay? Right. If Pastor Francis hurt me now and I can't resolve it with him, even if I go through deliverance, that does not stop Uncle Francis from hurting me tomorrow. So that means I will always be going through deliverances because somebody is always alive to do what? To hurt me. So how do you overcome that spirit of deliverance? I mean, of hatred. Extending grace to people that hurt you. That's why 
the verse 21 of Hebrews chapter 12 is telling you the same thing. Don't pay evil for evil. Pay good with what evil. It's a simple thing. That's how you get delivered from it. Nobody can cast it out because as long as human beings are alive, somebody's going to offend you. Is that okay? Okay. What number am I now? I don't know. Number what? Okay. You are easily offended by the person, if at sight of the person that you are bitter about. You are easily offended. Once you see the person like this, or even in name is mentioned, something moves in your spirit. Easily offended. Are you following me? You are easily offended. Even if you are in a meeting now, maybe like we are in this fellowship together, and there is somebody that you are bitter about in your heart, in the course of the meeting, the name is mentioned, oh, your cloud will just come on your face. Because you don't want to hear that person's name at all. You don't want to see that individual at all. Just know that you have the spirit of what? Of bitterness. You want to have meeting together, put the chairs in circle, and the person you are bitter against is already seated. And then you come in and the only seat left now is the one next to that person. You're going to find an excuse why you can't sit there. Because you don't want to share fellowship with that individual. You are bitter in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Are you sitting there? Oh, there are other sitting there. You're going to walk in a circle. This is where you're coming from. There's a seat here. You want to pass around like this so that you sit on the other side. And you want to sit in such a way that you don't even want to see this person at all. So the person will back you. You have a problem. You're just cutting yourself off from the grace of God. That is what pains me in the whole thing. The supply of the grace of God. You're just shutting it down. Unknown to you. The next point is. You can literally share tears. When narrating your point to people. Somebody's laughing. <laughs> when, when you begin to feel that way. You are trying to give your story. Your own version of somebody that hurt you. And now you start crying. Why are you crying? You want people to see how painful the whole thing was to you. You can literally share tears. So when you're narrating the story to people and you're crying, just know, friend, you've got the spirit of bitterness in your heart. Nobody beat you, but yet yeah, you are crying. Why? You want people to empathize with you. You want them to sympathize with you. And so to enforce that, you want to share tears. And when people see you, ah, sister, why are you crying? You say, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's only you that understood, yes. You don't understand. If you understand, you will, you will, you won't blame me. You, you don't understand. How would I mind? Before I start crying like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you still with me? 
They say the devil is very trickish. It will paint a big picture for you. Very small thing. It will paint a big picture. It makes you to magnify that offense. And I will be crying to people. Praise God. So when you are experiencing this thing, just know that you have signs of what? Bitterness. This is a checklist I'm giving to you that you can work with to deliver yourself. Like I said before, the main mention of the person's name, the next one, the next mention of the person's name, or even his picture, triggers in you a powerful spirit of hatred. A powerful spirit of hatred. The name is mentioned, or you just see his picture. You're driving along, you see a billboard. Ah! Oh, God give you grace to hold your steering. I don't know if you're following what I'm saying. Spirit of bitterness is so bad. It will be eating you up and degenerating to a very bad level that even your physiological structure, you see, you don't know what is happening to you. It is just the root, the root is bitterness that you need to check. Hallelujah. You can begin to feel very melancholous and self-withdrawn from the midst of people. You know what means of melancholy? Huh? You want to hide yourself. You don't want to talk to anybody. You want to go into seclusion. It's a way of self-defense. And I call you sister and say, oh, no, 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 I just, I just want to be by myself. I just want to be by myself. I don't want any disturbance this time. So what happened? Nothing. Amen? Nothing. But I don't just want to talk to anybody now. I, okay, I'll answer your call later. I'll talk to you later. You just get moody. You get melancholious. Something's wrong with your heart. You are either grieving with somebody. I mean, what he has done to you. I mean, there is something inside your heart that you have not been able to overcome. Praise the Lord. The next point is, remember I give you, I'm going to give you a level, level point. There are more, but I'm going to give you a level point. You are always suspicious of people. You feel when two are talking and you are not there, they will be talking about you. That's spirit of bitterness. You feel suspicious of people. People are just talking and you were not there. You understand that? You end up thinking, oh, they are talking about me. Why do you think they are talking about you? What is special about you that they must talk about you? What have you done? People are just talking on their own and they must be talking about me. And I say, how do you know? He say, don't you see the way the other one looked at me? But you also looked. Don't you see the way she looked at me or he looked at me? Eh? You are always suspicious. Anytime people are talking and you are not there, it must be about you. What is special about your life that people have to be talking about you? You have bitterness. It's a major sign. Amen? Are you following me? I need you to be safe. 
I need you to be secured. And I need you to continue to flow and walk in the grace that God has made available. Your freedom is directly connected to the knowledge of God's word and his spirit that you have. The next point is, there's going to be a second to the last I want to give to you. Your reactions are always in the defensive and offended when matters have been discussed. You ought to defend yourself or you are attacking. Just know you have a spirit of bitterness. I'm saying this could be your husband, your wife, your children. You understand that? Anytime matters have been discussed, you are either defending yourself or you are attacking the situation. You won't even allow the other person to talk. Even if the person wants to say sorry, you won't allow the person to talk. And when you say, can't you allow me? Say, no, let me purge my heart. I want to purge my heart first before we settle. Let me purge my heart. You don't need to purge your heart by being offensive. You don't need to purge your heart by remembering what happened. You don't need to purge your heart by giving details of what happened two years ago. You don't need all that. If there is anything you need to purge, it's releasing forgiveness. You don't need to cancel those things. When you walk that way, just know that you have the spirit of what? Of bitterness. I'm giving you signs that you can observe that you have the spirit of bitterness. Praise God. Final one I want to give to you today is you get jealous about other people's success. And this is very critical. You may think it's not, no, no, I'm not sure. You, you, you could be suffering from it unknown to you. You could be jealous of other people's success. Many sons are victims of this. They don't know. When people who are big in ministry are mentioned, hey, look, let me tell you, ministry is not about numbers. If you don't know, ministry is not about numbers. I don't think I get what I'm talking about. You are just being jealous of the success of those people. If they give you the number of those people, you will be the one to give testimony. Not just you are jealous of the success of that minister. Listen, we are the church. God does not really in temple be with hand. So church is not building. Because you have not been able to build one. You are still on retained apartment. And then you may move from there and enter Facebook. Ministry is about people. Ministry is not building. You are just jealous of the success of other people. You are suffering from the spirit of what? Bitterness. Own it up. And God will help you. Is that okay? Own it up and God will help you. You don't have to be jealous about people's success. I have seen some. Over the week, I was in a meeting. And I told Maxwell, I said, hey man, come on. This sister used her money so well. In fixing the church. Well, we went for the meeting. Oh, glory. I wish I had money to do what she did. I don't have to be jealous. I love what she did there. You see, the skin display. Beautiful. But though it was more like a, a theater hall 
But it's fine anyway. Hallelujah. You see, don't be jealous. Just give thanks for what God has done in people's lives. You're suffering from the spirit of bitterness when you begin to run down ministry, run down people, and all that. When people become popular, or they are getting famous, and people, oh, you want to run them down. You have spirit of bitterness. And so when their name is mentioned, oh, an offense. So you develop headaches sometimes. You don't know why you're having the headache. It's all because you're offended because somebody's successful. Praise God, somebody. Are you sitting there with me? So, the next time you are hurt by someone, realize the gravity of the crossroads. Hmm? The problems that comes because of that. When you find yourself in such a crossroad, choose grace instead of what? Bitterness. Amen? Then you'll be free from the hearts of those people. And the root of bitterness will not be given any opportunity to do what? To grow. Once you see this sign, when next you are hurt, what does they should do? When next you are hurt, by someone realize that there's a gravity on the crossroad. Major gravity. If you dwell on the offenses of people. Major implication. About your health. About your spiritual blessing. About the grace of God. These are the crossroads. So let go. Those offenses. So that you can enjoy the peace. That God has given to you. So that you can enjoy the joy. That God has given to you. Because one of the major major things. That the spirit of bitterness does to you. Like I said before. It cut down what? Your job. You never happy in life. People are succeeding, you are bitter. People hurt you, you are bitter. You are never going to be happy. Mr. A can hurt you today. Tomorrow, Mr. B or Mr. C or Sister D comes along and hurt you. You are never going to be happy all the days of your life. As long as you are living as a human being, there will never be a time that somebody will not hurt you. Never a time. So if you continue to dwell on those things, you will never have joy or the days of your life. And God forbid, and develop into a cancerous system within your being. It comes to a point where even prayers can set you free from those sicknesses. Because the only thing that you need to be set free from those sicknesses is the spirit of grace and forgiveness you extend to those people. No matter who you go to for deliverance, you can be set free from certain sicknesses in your body. Until you come to the place of forgiveness, you can't. Praise God, somebody. Did I help anybody today? Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.